The NBA playoffs have tipped off, but it's not too late to get in on all the action with FanDuel because right now new customers get $300 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $300 to use on same-game parlays, live bets, championship futures, and so much more. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Fred to get started. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Hope is here. Gambling helpline MA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Sports Hub has been Boston's home for sports. We signed on August 13th, 2009 as Boston's first FM sports station. We've been the radio home of the Patriots and Bruins from the beginning. Since then, we've added your Boston Celtics and the New England Revolution. We've experienced some amazing victories in our 10 years. And some agonizing defeats. Super Bowl 46 ends on a devastating note for the Patriots. St. Louis Blues have won the Stanley Cup. But you've been with us the entire way. And we cannot do this without you. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoy our tribute to the past decade today. Presented commercial free. Thanks to Aaron's The King of Snow. Get your snow thrower on tax-free weekend. This is Boston's home for sports. A Beasley Media Group station. WBZFM and HD1 Boston. 98.5 The Sports Hub. We're going to turn to the bitter tug of war between, yes, Charlie Sheen and Warner Brothers. The studio fired the actor on Monday, and now Sheen says he's ready to launch a big-time lawsuit. And the mother of all meltdowns, Charlie Sheen. Insane. You don't worry that you're going to die when you take that many drugs. Dying's for fools. I'm by winning. I win here and I win there. Now what? Impulsive and risky. It's some of the words Dr. Asher Gorelick uses to describe Charlie Sheen after watching some of the actor's recent interviews. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. Um, it, uh, it's not available because if you try it once, you will die. Your face will melt off and your children will weep over your exploded body. 98.5 The Sports Hub. It is the 10th anniversary of 98.5 The Sports Hub commercial free through five o'clock yep and it's brought to you by this hour by ad care congratulations to 98.5 sports over 10 great years of sports broadcasting if you or a loved one is struggling with drugs or alcohol call ad care at 1-800-ALCOHOL all right so this if i may it shows a brilliant hard-working side of rich uh, charlie sheen was at his absolute peak of popularity he'd been kicked off of two and a half men, uh, we couldn't play this audio. We actually got in trouble for for having him on because the station was owned by CBS that played two and a half men. But Charlie Sheen was uh, doing a show uh, over uh, 
Well, the, uh, what is it? The arena. The Aganis. Aganis arena. He had ju- this is fresh off of his meltdown because remember after he was in the negotiations with with uh, uh, two and a half men, they said, "Well, we're just not going to keep you anymore." And he did this media blitz, and that's when he started doing those things like you know Vatican uh, assassin, warlock blood, and all this stuff, and he, and he went nuts. And at that time, he was the biggest story. In, like, pop culture. And he went on tour. Remember that? Yeah. And this was, like, what, Fred? Like, the fourth stop, I think, because he had done one that was a disaster and then one that was pretty good. But at Aganis Arena... April 2011. It was near sold out when he ended up showing up to do his his show there. And um, and I just thought I would go to the show. And it was a very loose... For- I'd read about it. It was a very loose format show. And I knew that at times there was a chance that they were going to take some questions from the crowd. So I got to the box office really early and I tried to get the best ticket that I could get. I made a big sign and they sure enough said they were going to do a question and answer. And I just did whatever I could to get up to the front of the stage. And here's how it sounded at the church. Remember Charlie Sheen is now on stage. He's just talking to the crowd and, and this is what happens. Hey, Charlie, I'm Rich Shirtley from Toucher and Rich on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Awesome. Yeah. We are the morning show in Boston. Awesome. And I want to invite you, if you would like, after the show, you can take over 98.5 The Sports Hub. We will go straight from here, and you can do whatever you want on the air. The number one most listened radio station in Boston, brother. Are you sure you want to do this, my man? Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Wow. You have that option, Charlie. Well, clearly you guys have answered this for me, right? Yes. Yes, you have. Wow. Hey, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, what time do I have to start? <laughs> Anytime you want, brother. I'll wait around. Is it a morning show? It's a morning show, but if you want to come on right afterwards, we'll go live. We'll go live as late as you want. What if your morning listeners are asleep? We can replay it, brother. I don't care. Whatever it takes for you to get in the radio station, we'll work around it. I promise. Awesome. I'll be on tonight. Yeah! Thank you. Okay, so then it got kind of weird, because after that was done... Uh, there was a member of his production crew that kind of came off the stage and told me, after the show, I want you to wait right here at the stand and we'll come and talk to you. And I'm like, all right. And I'm thinking they're going to just completely forget about it. So I'm sitting there. The whole show goes on and it's over. And I go stand where the guy asked me and about like 10 minutes go by. And all of a sudden, Chuck Zito, Chuck Zito, I mean, the, you know, the, the guy, like the famous Chuck Zito, big bodybuilder dude, and this other dude come over and they say, Charlie wants to see you in the uh, on his bus. They want to get directions on how to get to the radio station. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So he brings me backstage, and he walks me back to these two tour, giant tour buses they have back there, and they bring me on there, and sure enough, it's Charlie Sheen. And he's sitting there and goes, hey, man, hey, we going to do this radio station thing? And I was like, yeah, sure. I, I said, absolutely. He goes, all right, well, this here's Buck. He's my uh, my driver, and could you give him directions to it? I'm like, sure, here's directions. Here's my phone number in case you get lost. I gave him all this stuff. And he said, all right, great. Well, we just got to wrap a couple of things up here, and, and we'll be there in just a few. I'm like, all right. So I call our program director because this is at this time, it's like 11 o'clock at night, right when I'm talking to him. 
And I called Broner. I was like, uh, Mike, listen, Charlie Sheen might be coming to the station tonight. Can we go live with him? And he's like, what? And I said, yeah, I invited him to the station, and he says he's going to go. I don't know if he is, but he told me he's going to. And he's like, sure, I guess. And we're like, all right. And Mike was like, yeah, go for it. So I call Fred. And Fred, I, I, I don't remember what time I ended up calling you, but you were just about to go to sleep, right? Right. It was uh, I was on the verge of going to bed, and thankfully I had not taken anything to aid my sleep at that point. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I heard that you got Charlie Sheen. I was like, oh, Jesus, all right, here I come. And uh, got to the station, and that was when uh, all this happened. Well, so, so I, I tweeted out that maybe Charlie Sheen was going to come to the station. And so a couple other people show, like DA showed up. I think Bertrand was there and a couple other people from the station. And we're all kind of waiting. It's midnight at this point. And about 45 minutes have gone by and there's nothing. And we're all kind of looking at each other. And Fred and I are just like, man, I don't even know if this is going to happen. And all of a sudden we see a tweet from Charlie Sheen that says, in about 30 minutes I'm going to be on the at Toucher and Rich show because I gave him my thing. You can tune in at blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God. And at that point, Charlie Sheen had like three to four million Twitter followers. And so I was like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. All of a sudden, my follower numbers just started going up by a ton. People were following me because of the Charlie Sheen thing. And Fred and I are sitting around wondering if it's going to happen. And now we go. We've never been able to air this uh, after the day we aired it because you have to remember, we worked for CBS. And at this time, Charlie Sheen was suing CBS. And after we aired it, it was one of those things where we got brought into the manager's office and they said, all right, well, that was, you know, obviously good radio goes, you can never play that again. We're like, are you kidding me? It's like, yeah, you have to make this disappear. Well, thank goodness we kind of held on to it because here is, for the first time since that day we did it, we have never been able to air it, but here is, it was an hour and a half we ended up staying with him. But I edited it down a little bit. Here are, here is a big chunk of our middle of the night interview with Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen's buses are here. He's walking down right now. He just played the Aganis Arena. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Sheen is here. Charlie Sheen, as promised on stage. Charlie What's Sheen up, is here. Up, right here in studio. Chuck Zito we is here. here. Everyone's yeah, very excited. Live. This is uh, Fred Toucher. Hey, what's up? Sir? Hey, Fred Horn. Hey, pleasure. Hey, nice to meet you. Hey, thank you. The Reds game just ended with that shot. <laughs> no, this is a replay of the uh, Tampa Bay Boston game, which lost the Bo- Boston has the worst record in the major leagues right now. That will change. Uh, they will not have the worst record, but this is not a, a positive start to the season. They've been swept by the Indians, and they're in the process of being swept by the Rays. There you go, Charlie. Let's get Charlie's microphone on. Let's get him in here. Uh, Charlie Sheen, hello. Uh, yeah. sure. Why here, not? Use this cup. Care. Here you go. How about that? There you go. <laughs> we improvise around here, Charlie. Sure. <laughs> I somebody's world. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> you're just screwing it. up everyone's business. Uh, liquid paper. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who's using the liquid can paper. I have this? Absolutely, absolutely. Our, our yeah, there's a brown paper bag somewhere too. We can all enjoy <laughs> it some, in some way. Use it on my teeth. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Sheen, uh, how was it this evening in Aganis Arena? It has been an up-and-down affair with these shows. Uh, obviously, it started off on a wrong foot in Detroit. Right, then you recovered in Chicago, Illinois, and in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Right. And then uh, the first show in uh, New York I've read was not the best. Uh, Rich, if you could help him with his headphones, yeah. please. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, can you hear now? Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's your little volume knob right yeah, there. Nice. So, but uh, how how would you rate the crowd tonight at the uh, Aganis Arena? Uh, the crowd, um, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. The crowd was an eleven. Um, 
thought the show was like an 8-5, maybe a 9 at some points, you know? When you are on stage and it's going well, I can imagine that it feeds into it and that you start feeling good about everything that's going on. But when there's a crowd just that just is full-on from the onset booing you, how do you get through that? How do you continue to perform at, at that point when when you feel the negativity coming from the crowd? I mean, I didn't feel that tonight at all. No, no, uh, not from Guinness like, Arriva, uh, Arena. I'm, t- I'm talking about Detroit. Like Detroit, Detroit or, or New York, the first show in New York. Detroit, New York. Um, yeah, I mean, you just sort of power through it and, and just try to get through as much of it as you can with as much positive energy as you can and as much hatred as you can um, and just keep the whole resentment package front and center because, you know, I can match all of that hatred in an entire arena with just my own. Um, so... Yeah, and then it's 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 over, and you go back to the drawing board and just uh, make the changes that are necessary. Charlie, you, know? you were very honest, though, your whole life. You've sure. been nothing but honest sure. about all the experiences with uh, prostitutes. In fact, everyone knows that the character in Two and a Half Men is, is loosely based on your lifestyle. It's a guy who right. sleeps with prostitutes and drinks too much, whatever. Was it a shock to you that all of a sudden this became a negative? Like that... You know, all of a sudden, this became something that people were judging you for. Before, it was just, oh, that's Charlie Sheen. Right, right, and now, right. all of a sudden, you're being vilified for the same behavior that had been praised. Yeah, that the show was created behind. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was It was a little disappointing. Had had they told me that, you know, like, toward the end of, of season eight, that suddenly that wasn't going to be cool, then I would have adjusted my behavior. But they forgot to mention that, you know. But it wasn't it wasn't like you went off the handle at that point. It was just kind of a continuation of your lifestyle and it just got more press. Um yeah, I think so. I think uh I don't know what the hell happened. I was kind of in a blackout. Um <laughs> but uh no, but did I, was, you wait? I was having a ball. I was having a ball. I was having too much fun. Cuz Charlie, I've blacked out several times in my life. Let's say thousands. And uh, I'll wake up the but next who's day. Counting. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm, yes. And I'll wake up the next day and I'll go, wow, I don't know what I did at that party with 100 people at it. And I feel uh, like ashamed and I don't know what I did. And here you are. You go through this like uh, massive party. You, 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 you know, it's, it's three days long. And then you wake up the next day and it's on television. There's right. tweets. How, is that, how is that to handle? Um, it's, it, it, it sucks uh, if you read everything. Right. You know, it sucks if you pay attention to everything because it's all just going to upset you. Um, Is there a time, though, that you're like, wow, you know, I, I, I don't know what happened, but I don't think this happened. And you're like calling friends and stuff going, eh, you know, this girl's saying this stuff and I don't know if it's true. Because that's kind of the stuff that I've been through in my past. No, I wish it was. I wish it came down to calling friends. Now it's about, like, reviewing the police report. Right. Um, <laughs> right. So everybody's so sensitive, you know. Um yeah, no, it's nice to get a recap from the night before uh, from the right people for the right reasons. Um, yeah, but but no, blackouts are not cool. No. They're not fun. No. There's like a whole chunk missing. But there was a point in your life, though, was it before the internet and before like, all this tabloid Absolutely. TV? Absolutely, there you go. Okay, there so there was go. a point yeah. where a, a young actor, in, in fact, for some reason today, I read a Vanity Fair article about uh, Rob Lowe. And he mentions you and how great he loved you in high school and how, like, a dynamic personality you were. That's cool. Actually, nothing negative about you at all. Just you in high school is all he mentions. And uh, he's talking about, like, young Hollywood at this time. There's Emilio Estevez and there's, uh, you know, Tom Cruise. It's for the outsiders. And there's C. Thomas Howell and these guys. And I got to think of that time. 
you know, everyone's going crazy. You're, you're young. I mean, these there's guys no are TMZ, seven. There's yeah. Thomas Howe is 15 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Rob Lowe's 17. Charlie, you're probably 17 at this time or something. 16 at this 16, time. 16, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like around the same time. You know, you know, Sean Penn's the elder statesman at, at, at this point. At 19. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and so... I, I, so if if internet and and uh, all this judgment was around at that point, would w- this would have been everyone's reality at this point, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, was Definitely. there a was there a moment that you realized, wow, the game has completely changed because of the internet? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, just how quickly things are discovered and how quickly stories or rumors spread is uh, is is just. Uh, it's just the greatest thing ever, man. It's so cool. I don't even have words. Well, so, okay, so so how do you? Because how do you have a good time then, and not have it appear on TMZ? Well, you like, tried to buy, you well, tried to rent your neighbor's house. That seemed like a good idea to me, right? What, do you mean? what was that? No, okay, when when so, you tried to rent your neighbor's house, right? That when, that's when, true. When was that? Okay, so <laughs> this is Bob, when did I do that? Apparently, what blackout uh, was that during the during the uh, suitcase incident? When apparently didn't you try to rent your neighbor your neighbor's house for like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month? That was the big oh, story. Oh no, it wasn't my neighbor. He was a guy uh, across the way. Oh, okay. So and what so, did you yeah. want to cross the way? What, what did the house? Do you want to use the house for? Uh, just to live in a different environment for a few months. And it's okay. kind of out of the, uh, you, so you had your own party house, so people couldn't infiltrate it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rich, I want to talk to Charlie real quick about Apocalypse Now, because Charlie, since this has happened, I watched the making of, of Apocalypse Now. Right. Yeah. It's Fantastic it's documentary. Radical. And yeah. you were you were around that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was and there for eight months. And yeah. your father's 36 years old, yeah. and he has a heart attack. Yeah. And a very severe heart attack. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Do you think, because obviously during your show and in your interviews, you reference Apocalypse Now all the time, and you actually yeah. refer to your father in that role, and you say, oh, he, uh, Kurtz, you know, he's the guy who killed Kurtz, and like this. Do you think that when you were a child, like going through that traumatic experience in that weird kind of location, uh, affected you, and that uh, you feel the need to kind of live up to a fictional character that your father played? Interesting. No, it's actually a good question. Um, yeah, I think that that ultimately, um, because what helped, uh, what really led my dad um, uh, back to health was uh, was throwing the baseball with me as a 10-year-old. It was the only activity that he could do. So uh, when I first saw him, when we came back to the Philippines, I said it was like heat stroke or exhaustion or some BS, you know. And so we came back, and he shows up uh, outside the hotel on a, on a cane, and Dad's not doesn't even look old now because he's not right. old, you know. Um, so that was kind of a shock to see, you know, to see your pop walking up on a cane, and it didn't really make, um, you know, making uh, movies look that attractive. Is that why you love baseball so much now? Well, yeah, that was an integral part of it. Was that you know every day, like the first day, we threw like t- ten tosses back and forth. Then it became like twelve, fifteen, twenty, and so that was like his his rehab essentially, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, you're so you're doing this with your father, and you're starting to go. I I love the game. Is that something you share with your father throughout your uh, youth? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was never uh, as deep into the game as I was and am, you know. Um, but uh, but he certainly always made room for my passion for it, which I'm always grateful for, you know. Not much had changed when I went back to do Platoon after that. You know, I was there. That was kind of a trip because I go back to the same place 10 years later to do my own version and narrate it. What are the odds? Right. 
I'm asking what the odds are. The odds would be very slim that another famous actor was doing a war movie in the same right. location. The of, yeah. You know, Charlie, Crazy. I can't give you the exact odds, but if I was in Vegas, I would not put any money no, on it. No, no maybe, it's like maybe it slide a ten and get the ticket and save it and put it in my wallet. And then you met together in Hot Shots Part Two, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes. You cross each other on the boat. Yeah, that was. Pretty I loved cool. you in Wall Street. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Ooh, excellent. Yeah, no, but you go back from Platoon. Is that a because uh, and obviously that was a huge role for you and a huge success for you. Sure. And so you go back, and that's got to be very difficult uh, for trip. you to go back to there it's surreal it was yeah it was uh i think the odds would be the uh age of the universe squared absolutely that that happens right exactly absolutely just had to finish that thought of like an hour ago Um, (laughs) (laughs) otherwise i'd be up all night thinking about it Uh, what were those odds um yeah the, the the thing that really hadn't changed uh were the uh were the smells I'm talking about like the smell of burning rubber and uh, malaria and just uh, oppression, you know. And this brings back, obviously, one of the worst moments of your life, seeing your father in this, you know, third world country uh, falling out. He got his last rights at that point. So yeah. that that's that's got to be very difficult for you. Yeah, I was I mean, I wasn't um, I wasn't so sure I was going to leave the Philippines alive. On my on my second tour back there, did you, you know? handle it with? Uh, did you did you uh, kind of get through that with the aid of drugs at that point? Was that no? No, I wasn't really. Um, there was it wasn't really that deep at the time. What movie was it where you started to get into the drugs? Like what what was the? Do you remember what movie? That or was it a doing? movie? Or, or was, was it just yeah. hanging out in that time in Hollywood? Yeah, it was a film. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think it was that film I did called uh, Crack. Crack the movie. <laughs> you guys saw that. Which right? recorded straight to DVD. Right. Yeah, Don right. DeLuise played his wacky it's, sidekick yeah. in Crack, Crack the, the movie. movie. Pat Marie yeah, was there. The he's, research. He, he well, was that's how he neighbor. made it. He took uh, right. powder and a I baking had to do soda. Research. <laughs> Rubbed it. Research. You know, my method. Come on, not my fault. Um, when when did it go bad? Is that what you want? Yeah, to yeah. Um, is there a time? Are there movies that you look back on and you go? I don't even recall doing that really. Like, I wish that I didn't do that film and that this was a dark place. There's one that's actually funny. Um, I couldn't tell you the title uh, at gunpoint. Um, it was in Scotland, in Glasgow. And I remember thinking that I'd just seen uh, Train Spotting. And I was broke at the time. Um, and so. I got a crazy offer to get a bunch of dough and do a thing for like eight days in Scotland. And I thought, well, don't travel with any dough because then it's like an international deal, you know. And I thought, but I just saw train spotting. Glasgow's loaded with dope. Just go there, you'll be fine, you know? In the bottom of toilets, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the film is basically me uh, detoxing radically for eight days, trying to do like, you know, 70 pages of dialogue. And it's, uh, I don't know that I've ever even seen it. But you I say, don't even know the title. But Charlie, you it's, say yeah, now, no, and it's you know true. This one or no? Uh, uh, was it what? It was like called Shortfall or Half Bay? Uh, you know or, what? I got. It was IMTV called Short right Circuit. It was a, a charming robot. <laughs> yeah, was the star. It was, it was called but Charlie, but you and sweating. Dead, well, he's pointing to IMDb. Is, is, it, is it Deadfall? No. Uh, it was before, or after Hot Shots. What was this one? Oh, you were in Loaded Weapon. <laughs> uh, what is that? Frame by frame? So you're looking at your movies and you're saying, what is that? Right. There's several movies that Charlie doesn't recall being in. That's not it? It's not frame by frame? Okay. Any of these movies? Okay. What movies do you not recognize? Okay, 96. Is it Three Musketeers? Nope. Okay, 97 is right here. Shadow Conspiracy? Loose? Loose Screws? Loose Women? Hold on. Hold on, check that. Postmortem. Hard bodies. James McGregor as Charlie Sheen. 
Scotland, there it is, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. so you don't. Re- so, this is the movie that you yes. uh, for eight days. It's called Postmortem. How appropriate. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, look at that. <laughs> Who was in it with me? Uh, it looks like a bunch of people I've never heard of. Gary- Sean Penn? No way. But Charlie. No. <laughs> no. How much did you get paid for that one? Uh, enough to get, you know, by for the next month or so. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about, as far as future projects, what about Major League Three? Yeah, no, we're we're definitely doing that. I mean, that's uh, just a question of when. So it's a go. So there's oh, yeah. a, is there a script? Oh and... yeah, the script's fabulous. Oh, okay, excellent. Yeah, no, it's really good. Who from the original cast uh, do you know is going to be coming uh, back? Pretty much everybody except sadly uh, James Gammon, who's oh, no yeah. longer with us. Corbin Burnson will be back. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, and he will sure. be playing what? A ball. I don't know. He's going to play like an owner or something. Right. You know? yeah. He'll play someone, yeah. a balding older gentleman. No, he's great, man. He's great. Corbin's because great. What, what about up your you played the game. You played the game. You, you, you had success in baseball. A little bit, yeah. Corbin Burnson in that film. Right. And, and, and I'm sure he's a fantastic gentleman. He is, yeah. He, not believable, though, as a Major League third baseman. I have to say at that point, well, not believable. And to, and to hit you in the face with any kind of result, I'm, I'm not buying that in that film either. I mean, I didn't write it, you know. Just, <laughs> did you cast it, though, Charlie? Yeah, did, I guess did you I cast did. it at that point? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I'm Corbin's real father. Sorry. Well, listen. Uh, what is this? There is a... Uh, oh, a gentleman a, having you... Uh, please, plug the show. Uh, oh. This is Salters. He's my publicist. <laughs> All right, what oh, is he this? He sent this to us. What oh. is this thing? I've just blown his cover. Uh, Rich, what um, is this that we're looking at right now? It says plug the Foxwood Casino show on April 17th that is in being Connecticut. Adver- that is being advertised heavily in our station. Offer mm-hmm. tickets to callers. Let's do a giveaway. All right. You want to talk to callers? Yeah, let's, let's talk to some How callers. How organic was that? <laughs> Jeez. It was only a 17-inch laptop shoved in your face. Yeah. yeah let's wow. talk to callers. <laughs> Let's talk to callers. All right. But are people going to call in to talk sports? Are they going to no, talk they they do movies? We've and... had people call in who were at the show tonight, and then there's uh, also okay, just big fans. Since good. you tweeted it, thank you very much for uh, your 3.5 million tweets. And now there's people oh, no, from no, no. every terrible show. place on the planet <laughs> calling in. Bubba! <laughs> Guys, what's going on? What's up, Charlie Bubba? Sheen, I haven't been this excited to sit and listen to a radio show in a long time. Oh, right on. I'm glad you've given me that tiger blood, baby. Right on. I'm going to drink another beer. And then pass out and wake up in four hours and listen to these guys again. Outstanding. Thank you, Bubba. Well, Bubba, that wasn't wow. so much as a question as just a, right. a lifestyle choice. Our listeners are insane. Right. They're going to get up and listen to us. Maybe. Whatever it takes, man. You've been very careful to say John Cryer. You like him very much. Although, did, you guys, did you guys speak with each other in New York recently? I know he was in town. No, no. I, well, he's I, doing I, a play. I changed, I changed my number and didn't give it to him. I forgot. When's the last time you guys spoke? Um, Wow. I think it was... During uh, about week two of Sober Valley Lodge. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's been since yeah. then. And yeah, now, it's been a while. Has Have either of you reached out to the other one? And there just it wasn't. You guys didn't call each other back, or has it just been complete silence? Like nobody's no, even he, talking. I I slammed them because he didn't reach out during the whole revolution. You know. Yeah. I thought. And you feel that's and, a betrayal? Like you feel that? Uh, you know, no, you, were you no. close to him? Oh, of course, I still am. Yeah. Okay, so you're close to him, and here you are. You're going through this very public debate, and, right. and, and even if behind the scenes, he would have come out and said, "Charlie, listen, you know, I got your back. I understand. We're, it's us against this corporation. You know, you're being treated unfairly." That would have been enough for you, not only pu- just privately to tell you that. Yeah, but in hindsight, I I I understand why he didn't or was. But privately, not to. why why would he not do it privately? I don't know. I'm not inside his brain. I don't. No, know. No, no. But Charlie, why would he be advised not to contact you privately? I mean, no uh, one would have known about it. 
He's pressing me, man. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, this is just know. your opinion on what's been happening. Oh, 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 my opinion. Um, it just it's a guessing game at that point, and I'll just be guessing wrong. Would you have contacted him if the if the shoe was on the other foot? Absolutely. If, yeah. Yes. And what would you have said to him? Run, run, run fast. Run. Cover yourself in blood and run. Okay. <laughs> Whose blood? That's no. pretty good advice. No. But would you have said, hey... That solves most situations, doesn't Charlie, it? Charlie, would you have said, though, I'm, I have your back. Privately, I'm not going to go into the press, and I'm not going to get involved in this, but privately, I'm going to be behind the scenes. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's, it, and, that's but, what but, I would have done. But, it doesn't mean that's what he should have done. And have you done, done that you know? in the past, professionally? Have you of worked course. on... Okay, you Absolutely, have. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay, and so did anyone do that for you with this? Oh, yeah, there were other castmates, sure, that called. And okay. Said, if you ain't going back, I ain't going back, you know. Who? Why, the kid? Did Angus? Uh, I, 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 I shouldn't say, because they asked me not to. Okay. Okay, well, there, there were... the kid asked me not to. <laughs> well, good <laughs> no, for I'm him. Joking. I'm joking. So, yeah. But there were other people that did reach out to you, and you mentioned that you got a call from Mel Gibson. Mm. What was that phone call? Because he's someone who has gone epic. through. Yeah, he's someone who has gone through. Call. Because he's gone through way worse than sure. you, no, right. by far. I I, I, he just reached out and said, hey, man, just if you need anything, I'm here. And I'm like, can I come just like touch your Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. It was it was just a, as simple as that. Just two dudes talking. Just like just keep your chin up, you know. And you've had Sean Penn on the show and uh, on Two and a Half Men, and which is odd because you wouldn't figure you know Sean Penn's doing sitcoms, but obviously that speaks of your relationship. Yeah, it was really cool. He was awesome. Right. Yeah, and yeah. it was great. That was actually a great episode that where was. I got kind of jealous. They're drinking scotch and smoking cigars. I go, Why don't I have rich friends? And so <laughs> even on the show, I was like in a fictional world. You right. know, Elvis Costello's there and things. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, this is an interesting group of people. But, uh, you know, he has uh, gone through, obviously, the Madonna thing way back in the day and stuff like that. Right. And uh, is he understanding of all this? Uh, Sean Penn, if anyone, he should be oh, yeah, extremely, understanding. Extremely, yeah. Sean just deals with the truth. He doesn't care what people think. So or... if you get a phone call from him, and, and not specifically, is he like, Charlie, you know, I saw some of this stuff, and, you know, I might do this or that, or do you just go, you know what, screw, screw the system, screw it all, you're doing the right thing? I think he called me a um, um, an epic uh, cerebral cocktail for his personal enjoyment. That's how you get Scarlett Johansson right there. Right? <laughs> how about that? How about that? Did you spend time with Hunter Thompson? No, I did not. See, no. these guys all spend time with Hunter yeah. Thompson and these yeah. guys. Did you? You didn't hang out with. Uh, 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 Burroughs or any of these guys that they that they that uh, those guys did uh, Burroughs or Thompson or yeah, any of those guys. I, I missed that whole party. So oh, you, really? You preferred hanging out with athletes, correct? Pretty much. Yeah, because yeah, okay. he had Daryl yeah. Strawberry up in New York. How did Daryl Strawberry? Awesome. Okay, how does Daryl Strawberry end up on stage in New York when you're performing? Um, we had met earlier in the day, and I invited him to the show. And then um, I, I I thought that I had asked him if it was cool if I if I identify him in the crowd. <laughs> Turns out I just thought it really loud. Um, <laughs> forgot to mention it to him. And then uh, he was there. I was excited, and I thought it would be a great moment. And I asked him to stand and get up there, and you guys know the rest. You know? So Lenny Dykstra, you were friends with these guys. What's Lenny's so awesome, by yeah, the way. Okay, so yeah, what's I so great Lenny. about uh, Charlie Sheen? We should get Lenny to call in right now. Oh, my God. Do you have his number? Yeah. Let's call him Let's right call now. Lenny Dykstra. Call him right now. Go in another room let's, and Let's uh, give the call... number to um, uh, one of our producers. Okay, a DA. Because Lenny's out of his mind. Is he not, Charlie Sheen? Well, not completely, man. No, no, not, not like a crazy man, but he's he's uh, he's, he's wild. wild. He's, he's a out genius. Yeah. He's now, a is he really? Yeah. Where is he at financially right now? Because who I'll... cares? He's a billionaire <laughs> in his brain. <laughs> 
Because everything I read about Lenny Dykstra is that there was a time where he was, you know, everyone was going to him and going, you know, I want stock tips from Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. And I got a car wash and all this stuff. And the next thing I know, he's defaulting on everything and, and this stuff. So the two of you, I mean, Lenny Dykstra and you were such an odd pairing. I didn't believe it when I first heard it. Uh, DA is writing down the uh, number. I'm looking at his phone, and it's under nails. Of course it's under nails. Because nails never fail. Does he still rock huge dips? Does he still rock a big uh, chaw when you're hanging out with him? No. No, unless he does it at home. I've never seen it. uh, Who who else are we calling, Charlie? You got your phone out already. Who who, who should we call and wake up this morning? Um, Hold on. It's Chuck Knobloch. Call him. Nice. We can talk about when he got the yips. There's that girl from the plaza. Let's find out where my watch is. That's right. Let's find out where Charlie's watch is. Let's not give her any more air time. (laughs) Um, There's John Cryer. Oh, wow. John Cryer. Why don't we call John Cryer? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. What do you think? Let's call John Cryer. Let's call John Cryer. Why not? Let's call Lenny first. All right. Okay. okay, Lenny didn't answer the phone. What? Lenny didn't answer the phone. Uh, it's on right now. I'm just looking to see what they're doing in the other room. Well, let's huh. call John Cryer then. Let's call John Cryer. Okay. Or are we? Oh, you know, no, this would be a good call. Let's call Mark Cuban. <laughs> Rich knows Mark uh, Cuban. Uh, sure. I don't know. I, let's. You, want to, you guys uh, really want to call Cryer? Yeah. Let's you? call John Cryer. Let's yeah. call my dad. Let's call your dad then. Sure. Let's call your dad. I would love to talk to your dad or John Cryer. What do we got? We got Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. We got him. There you go. Is he on? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, up He's here. Right okay, they're just, right. they're just telling him what's going on. Okay. Let's talk to Lenny Dykes for a little bit over here. All right, here's what, what, Lenny Dykes. What time zone is he? Is he L.A. right now? Is he living in L.A.? Yeah, he's in L.A. Okay, yeah. okay. Lenny Dykstra. Nails! Nails! Nails. Lenny, right. Lenny, it's Charles. How you doing, bro? Hey, it is, it is a man. What's happening, brother? Not much. What are you doing, bro? Knocked them Red Sox out tonight. I'm sorry? You knocked them Red Sox out tonight. Pretty much, yes. Love it, love it, love it. What are you doing up so late? Uh, we're on the radio. Didn't they tell you that you're going to be on the radio? Hey, listen, man, I'm just glad to be above ground today, man. <laughs> you see there? What did yeah. I tell you about Nails, right? <laughs> Nails That's is in good shape him. right yes, now. Yes, he is. Uh, Nails, uh, you are, uh, where are you at right now? I'm in, uh, I'm in uh, Encino, um, in a, in, in a, in a, in a guest house of uh, a house in Encino. I'm flying solo right now, bro. Are you really, dude? Yeah, yeah, man. Where is Only she? Only one man. Where? Only one man, dude. <laughs> Where is she? Where? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, she's not present at the time, but I'm just grinding, man. I'm working. I'm oh, right what on. are you doing up? What, the, what time is it? Right I'm, I'm on the radio. I'm on the radio. I'm on the radio. <laughs> So you talk about oil can boy today? No, I did not. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't work it in. Lenny Sykstra, you have an oil can boy story. Oh man, I took his dead. I did him. I got a piece of cheddar, turned on the inner half, deposited one of the right field bleachers, and and uh, actually, it was the first time in my career I tried to hit a home run. And you did. And I did. How about that? <laughs> this is with the awesome. Mets or the Phillies. Yeah, I mean, at the time, that was still when we were playing seven-game series, and no no one had ever come back and won down 0-2 at home. You know, we lost the first two at home. Had to go to Boston, and, and so I tried to do something to shut the crowd down, so I turned on a piece of cheese from Oil Can Boy. <laughs> He's talking about 86, the 86 World Series. Wow. Yeah, 86. Yeah, 86. Uh, yeah, man, that was a good time. You know, it was a good time, but... Uh, 
Anyway, man, what else is going on? Let's talk about what we're doing today, tomorrow, we, and the next day. We should probably uh, wait till I get off the radio, and then, uh, <laughs> and, then I'll, and then I'll call you afterwards. How's that sound, Len? All right, sorry, man. Good talking to you, brother. You too, bro. All right. All right. Thanks, sir. We are going through... Talk uh, to you soon, Len. We are calling Charlie Sheen's friends. Uh, All right, let's call John Cryer now. and uh, Uh, Let's get the Cryer number uh, and call him. So Cryer did not answer the phone. Oh, they left voicemails. Well, okay. I'm sure he'll call that's, that is, back. that's why you'll continue to call him. I think he's in New York. Over and he? over. Oh, Jack that's right. He's in New York. He's doing a play. Yeah. Wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, you're on with the Charlie Sheen uh, here on the Toucher and Rich show. What's going on, Charlie? Hey, Jimmy. How are you, man? I'm pretty good. Um, a couple questions. Yes. Do you actually have enough money to buy a sports team, and have you ever thought about it? I don't uh, have enough money to buy one. Um Perhaps one day that'll change if I get my job back. Um, but no, my friends um, have talked to me. And they said, uh, hey, let's put a group together and buy the Dodgers. And I said, or or we could just, like, go to a few games this year and go home and not worry about it. <laughs> I just enjoy them. You know Why I mean? would you want to buy that problem? Right. Or yeah, you have to play Raphael for a call at uh, $100 million. Right. I don't know. It just seems like uh, uh, more headaches than it's worth. You yeah. Know? It sounds fun. It but, does. But you like really... Like a game. You, like one game. Oh, yeah. I mean, you yeah. have to really view it like Mark Cuban does. You, It has to be your love, your passion, your number one. Well, yeah, he has so much money. Now, we've been trying to get John Cryer on the phone, and he has not been answering. No. Uh, I guess we're... Is, you, that's right. He's in New York. He's in New York. We're going to we still continue yeah. okay. to give him a call uh, on his uh, cell phone, uh, I'm sure. But uh, what would you say to him if we got him on the phone? Like, what, what would you want to say to John Cryer? Uh, just, you know, I, I hope I didn't uh, completely derail his life. That badly, um, and just it's good to hear his voice. And I'll see him in August. Do you think that now, when you hear the rumblings of them possibly trying to do Two and a Half Men with a different actor, what do you think when you hear that? Um, do you feel like this is my this is this uh, you know I'm one I'm the major thing that made this show successful, and for them to just think that they can put someone else in my place. Do you think of that as, as maybe an insult to you and what you've done for the show? I mean, I wouldn't take it as an insult. I mean, you know, it's it's yeah. it's a little insulting. Yeah. A little bit insulting. Um, but if that's if that's how they roll, then what am I going to do about it, you know? Um, but I'm doing everything I can right now to to, to make good and um, and give the people what they want, which is me on that show. And Stamos has come out and said that he's not, he's not going to do really the show. That was really cool that he said that. Yeah. yeah. No, he was really cool with that. How do you think, uh, what would you think of if you knew the guy that took that role? If you had uh, been friendly with the person, would you look down on him for taking that role? No, I think it's pretty cool if I knew where he lived. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Then, hey, which, it's, then it's his mistake. Um, no, I mean it is. It is what it is. Um, I, I don't. Um, I don't control the universe. I mean, the majority of it, but not all of it. Um, and they, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. But I, I have tremendous faith that they're going to do the right thing. All right, Rich, we've had him for an hour and a half. Have we really? It's been an hour and a half. Yeah, it's almost two. It's like an hour and fifteen. Yeah, let's do five more minutes. Let's take one more call. Right. Absolutely. You want to go out with a bang? You want to? Uh, this is Warlock Radio. You know, we the offer was for you to take over. Yeah, you can take whatever, over. Whatever you wanted to do. Hold you know, is there on. anything you've been wanting to say? Anything you want to do? Any person you want to call? You know, we've been kind of, you know, running our mouths, but you know, this is your show. We've turned it over to you. Hold on. Oh, I like this. He's scrolling through his phone here. Well, I like that. This too. is good. This is good. Oh, the names in that thing. Just oh. awesome. Rich, steal it. Dude, yeah, just like down. Is there like a little cord I can just pop it? I got to see our Twitter followers. Okay, who is that? Emilio. 
your brother. Yeah, let's call him. All right, let's call, call Emilio. Emilio. All right, Josh. Uh, Josh, let's down. write this down. And remember, do not but throw can, out any. Can somebody? Um, let him know that we're on the air. Like yes, obviously. Yes, 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 yes. Of course, yes, yes, of course, yes. Of we would never put anyone on the air without Here them. Uh, okay, there you go. When's the last time you talked to your brother? It's been a while. Yeah? It's a pretty good time for us to kiss and make up. <laughs> Is he angry with you? Um, you We're kind of angry with each other. Now, why are you angry with him? I can't remember. Um, now, we had some words about some garbage, but I want to clear it up right now. All right. It's I'd great. like to hear that. It's yes. great. Now, what was the just to 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 catch us up? Because if you we do get him on the phone, you is he upset with what you've been doing right now? I don't think so. No, um, he was sort of confused by it, and so he said some things in this interview. Or my dad said some things, and he was sitting there, so I'm yeah. guilty by being next to dad. For the people who did not see that interview, what, what were the, some of the things? Yeah, they saying? referred to my thing as like having cancer and blah, 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 disease and all that AA garbage, you know, and I just took umbrage with it because I don't believe any of that anymore. And that was all the, the, all, the whole he said, he said wasn't done directly to each other, correct? It was just from what pe- you guys had heard in the interviews, yes. what your response was. So when was the last time you actually spoke with him? I didn't. I sent him a nasty text, then I changed my number. <laughs> and so we haven't spoken. What did you say in the text? Uh, just, just approximately. Dumb, just dumb stuff. Just dumb stuff. Have you talked to your father? Uh, briefly, I did, yeah. Is yeah. he... Is he's, uh, he was, was awesome. T- he was awesome. No, he gets it. He's not worried about you? No, God, no. Okay. No. Because he seemed very worried, very concerned. Yeah, no, he's fine. He knows what time it is. Because he had that those problems that are younger than you, he had those yeah, problems. Yeah, but not like he says. He's fine. It was never as bad as he says. You know what? If you called from your phone, yeah. maybe he would answer. Yeah, I have a different number. I, I, no, 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 no. I, I know. But you'll but, call and you'll say, hey, right. Emilio, I want to talk to you. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we're going to call you back on this line. Charlie's calling Emilio, his brother Emilio Estevez, right now on his phone. And maybe he'll answer the phone and you'll let him know that we can uh, give him a buzz here on the radio. There'll be an olive branch. I got to tell you, Charlie Sheen, I mean, coming through. This is, you know. I got to tell you, we've tried. You have him? You have, have him? him? You need that number? What? Oh, you want to start the Charlie. You want to start the Charlie. Off the air. What? Hang on, hang on. That's it's so tell, Emilio. What, what's That's it? so Emilio. That's so typical Emilio. Oh, you just talked to his wife? Okay, what do you... She said he was unavailable. Maybe if Charlie came in and called himself and spoke with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You now know, it's a miniseries. Now it's an event. <laughs> well, no, that's why. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, then let's dial it up in here on this phone right here. I got a All phone right. sitting right in front of me. Right. Okay. Well, uh, it won't be on the air, Charlie. It won't be on okay. the air. Let's let's call him off yeah, the air. Your, his wife answered the phone. It's his fiance, actually. Oh, his fiance. Unless they got married yes. since I've been on the tour. Uh, I'm sorry, can I see the number real quick? <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, this is... Oh, wait, I got him here. Hello. Sonia? Hey, it's Charles. I'm on a radio show in Boston. It's going great. We killed him tonight. Uh, I was going to call Emilio, and uh, we were going to kiss and make up on the air. What do you think? Why not? Yeah, man, let's make it... Yeah, let's make it epic. Come on. Why? Why not? <laughs> well, no, they can't hear you. I don't know. It just seemed boring. It seemed boring to do it privately. I know he loves me. I love him. That's why I'm calling him on the radio. <laughs> I don't know, man. Why are you asking so many questions? I'm just trying to extend an olive branch. Okay, forget about it. I thought you guys had a better sense of humor. Oh, he's not even there. He's not even there. Oh, okay. Well, tell him I'll call him... Uh... Well, I'll call him from the radio in Denver. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself. Get yourself. Yeah. 
I don't know. When, uh, when am I in Denver, Bob? I'll call you guys it's from Denver. Three minutes from now. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you get his cell phone? Okay, well, tell him that I tried to do this, and that I love him, and then I'll talk to him soon. All right, thank you, sweetie. All right, bye-bye. All right. Well, well, well i got to give it up to Charlie Sheen. Gosh. Let's give it up to Charlie. Wow. That was brutal. Are we still on the air? Yes. So she was... Wow. So she was... So really, was not even at home. She had more rules than a public pool. <laughs> What was that all about? <laughs> we have to do this privately. I'm like, uh, okay. Well, that's Based good. on what? And, 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 and what were you going to say to him when you talked to him? Just, you know, I'm sorry for what I said. I know you feel the same. Let's just park this garbage and move from, forward from here. And men at work, too. Let's make it. Let's make it. Yes. <laughs> you know, that is the number one uh, mentioned uh, film when I'm in the streets and people come up to me. I loved Men at Work. Yeah, thank you. I thought it was a great movie. Thank I, you. Now, uh, I will say, though, my favorite is The Young Guns. I, Young Guns was the best. I died in Young Guns. It man. doesn't matter. It was great. Uh, thank you. Very, very thank underrated. You. Thank you. The Young Guns right movies. On. Well, Charlie Sheen, I got to tell you, this was uh, this was awesome. This was great. Yeah, I'm you guys very are glad great. I came in. You guys are great. Thank oh, man. you. Thank you. you. So you guys are filling in for the guys that do this for real. We we yes. are we, yes. That's right, Joe. Come on. <laughs> we are uh, <laughs> sorry. Actually, janitors. You oh, can no, tell by our appearance. No, excellent. No, this is a this is a bitching. Uh, and show you guys have. Well, thank you. Well, we're usually uh, on uh, from 6 to 10, and I guess we have to be on from 6 to 10 today. Wow. So yeah. you got a big pop, This whole Charlie. time I'm sitting next to you going, I know that dude. <laughs> wow. Charlie, you got a big pop. Rich got a big pop from the crowd when you mentioned, uh, when he mentioned oh, the show. yeah. There was no way I couldn't do it after that. You know? All right. It well, was great. I Because mean, I got to be honest, when you were up on stage and we asked you to come and take over the show, right. and you asked the crowd, should I do it? And they said yes, and you said, well, I have to do it now. You know, it was great. It was awesome. But there was a big part of me that was like, that's ah, Charlie Sheen. He's not going to do this. I was like, you know what? He said he's going to do it, but who knows what Charlie Sheen will do. But I gave you my word with like 6,000 witnesses. <laughs> it was phenomenal. It was great. Oh, right on. And then afterwards. Christopher I mean, Cross lied to us at 82. <laughs> right. And I never will forgive uh, wow. him. Wow. In front of a crowd. Wow. After, Damn him. He said he was going to do sailing and dedicated wow. to us, and it never happened. But it was great. Uh, Chuck Zito came out, got me out of the crowd, brought me back, got all the details, manager and everything. And then within an hour and a half. Here we are. Here we are. Yes. And then hey. an hour and a half later, you've called Emilio Estevez. <laughs> you tried to call Shaquille and Shaq. We had nails on the phone. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah, I feel like uh, nails, co- nails answers the phone whenever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bob. Yeah, excuse me, Rich. Just yes. to clear up one thing that was written in the press tonight at the Hollywood Reporter. Oh. Reported that you were on the bus earlier in the day with Charlie. No, that's and not I, true. I want to wow. clear that up. That, Look how they no. do yeah. things, man. We were they completely make stuff up. up this... When you stood up and said, will you come on the radio? And all of us were just looking at him, you know, waiting for the same answer you were. Wow. Yeah, that has to be hard for the Hollywood reporter yeah. to believe that the great Toucher and Rich show yeah. didn't have access to Charlie. <laughs> uh, how does it feel? Bus access. How does it feel? Yeah, right. It sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. We had bus access. We're, we just go back with Charlie way back. I was actually on Silver Spoons for many seasons, <laughs> uh, auditioning for the similar role. Well, listen, Charlie Sheen. Anytime you want to come on the show, anytime you want to call in, you want to ah, BS about Give Rich your number. Give Rich your telephone okay, number already. You're done. You're right. done. Okay, awesome, that's what Charlie. we'll do. All right, you guys we, are awesome. No, Charlie, you are awesome. I got to say, this was a, a great experience. I'm very glad I came in. Congratulations oh, to Rich. Thank you. Charlie Sheen, Fox Sports cool. on Sunday. We will be back in four hours. Bye. <laughs> There you go. Charlie Sheen, one of the uh, truly great moments I've had on the radio. And let me tell you, uh, this 8 o'clock hour is brought to you by Ad Care. Congratulations to 98.5 The Sports Hub for 10 great years of sports broadcasting. If you or a loved one is struggling with drugs or alcohol, call Ad Care at 1-800-ALCOHOL. 
We are going commercial-free through 5 o'clock for our 10th anniversary, and uh, here we go.